evening, everybody, and welcome to Let's Talk Assassin's Creed. You're in a more podcast for all things Assassin's Creed. Good evening, everyone, and uh, yeah, welcome to this uh, surprise extra episode, uh, episode 111. We spoke a few days ago about uh, parkour, and uh, since then, there's been some big news, Declan. I, I, I know, I'm like sitting on the edge of my seat here. <laughs> Having no phone has to be the biggest godsend. Oh, mate, you've I missed, knew... like, that's a point, you've missed all the spoilers, which is fantastic. I think it's been a hard day, though, because my missus has fallen ill today, so oh, no. I've been like helping out the kids a lot more, so I would have missed the trailers as well, but I don't know what's coming, so everything right now is going to be a genuine reaction, except for the crossover. That will not be a genuine reaction. I will explain when we get to the crossover. Track. We'll get there, yeah. Trailer. So I suppose what we should say to the to the listeners is it's the thirteenth of December. Um, it's just before nine o'clock UK time. So what three? No, four hours ago, Ubisoft released two trailers for two new, let's call them expansions. Um, yeah. I mean, Declan, do you want to? I mean, the first one's about three minutes. So why don't you? Hit play. You'll see. I watched it earlier, <laughs> perhaps when I should have been working. Um, but you're going to watch it for the first time and then give us your reaction. So yeah, go ahead. Right before I hit play. Yeah, I'm just going to open this as Todd server a second, and there's a reason why. Mm. So I've avoided everything. I wouldn't look in there if I were you, my friend. Because <laughs> everyone's <that>. chatting. <laughs> but I've got something that I've already posted. So I wanted to make it known right now because I have no phone. I've been predicting. That the second DLC will be Ragnarok, Battle of the Gods, because I believe that the truth video is not right. Well, no, it's right, but why they're leaving more the weapons? Because the fighting the gods. That's you know the mythology. And um let's see, where is it gone? Here we go. So this was back or yesterday, um at half seven, people. So this was yesterday. My idea is the truth, the leave of the weapons drawn, and Odin already has guards ready to kill Loki, so I believe the aftermath that is the East of Civil War at the end of the world led by Loki's children fits with Ragnarok myth and explains why Odin, among other reasons, didn't want Loki to have access to the Sage Spice and explains why they left. I also believe that Suter is actually a... Um, what would I call it? Um, I, forgot, I can't read my writing. But it, the metaphor. Suter will be a metaphor for this uh, sort of apocalypse because in the north mythology after loki dies battling heimdar the watcher suta raises his flame sword to the sky and perishes the earth in a cleansing fire well i think it's as interesting so that that's that's sort of a direct story from the norse mythology is it yes in the ragnarok story i I, I know i should be watching the trailer but i'll give a brief overview this is just building tension you carry on (laughs) (laughs) in the ragnarok um after loki refuses to cry for balder balder dies which is another story so that's name loki is tortured his children are killed by uh, odin well look for that leads to the battle of the gods fenrir escapes after being imprisoned Yorminga, the world servant, attacks Thor. Fenrir attacks Odin, so there's that big battle. Hell, Loki's daughter, brings an army from Midgard into a battlefield, and they all fight on this pl- final battlefield, and they all die. And Suter is there with his flaming sword. Now, I don't think Suter will be an Isu. I think he's a metaphor for the 
um, um, Toby Catastrophe because Suter is described as being there in the fires of Nalfheim and there's a flaming sword. And at the very end, after Loki wins, well, he thinks he's won, Suter stands victorious and raises his sword sky and cleanses it. But at the same time, Suter did kill another god because the god gave away his sword, so that was like a piece of Eden he got rid of. But I'm hoping they don't do word for word because the Asgard story was to build a tale from Norse mythology. But that wasn't word for word because in um, Valhalla we didn't have Basim, aka Loki, going out and birthing an eight-legged horse for Odin. Which, what would your reaction to be that, James, if you play Valhalla and Loki came back birthing an eight-legged horse? Um, I'd wonder if we were in some kind of uh, avatar. Oh no, they were six-legged animals, weren't audio? they? You've lost my audio. Can you hear me now? I think I've stunned James to silence. <laughs> yes, we we're ha- maybe having a bit of a technical glitch. I think James Mike has probably not wanted to work. Was it my headphones? This is this is like Eklund, my friend. Can you hear me? Such a surprise! It's my headphones. James, can you talk? Yeah, I'll, I I can talk. So assuming that uh, Declan fixes his headphones, I think we're right back. Hey, can you hear me, mate? Yes. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. Because I was scrambling. But uh, that's fine. I, I had a little bit of waffle. I could have uh, padded out for 30 seconds. But hey, we'll edit that out and it will be super smooth. Except, of course, as everyone knows, we never edit anything. So let's carry on. So should I press play on the trailer? I'm, I think you should. So this is going to be, what, two minutes, 30 seconds, I think, something like the trailer is. There's not going to be much to listen to on the podcast because I'm not going to speak because I want Declan just to soak it up oh, and absorb it. I'll be it, speaking. So. I'll okay, be giving mate. you a live-by-live presentation. Oh, of my if you drool. want to do it that way, you go for it, buddy. My drool on the floor. <laughs> I think you're going to like it, mate. Hit okay. it. Right, 4K, I'm ready. Let's go. Flex on my... Oh, wait! That's not Asgard or Jotunheim. Oh wait, no. Ooh, ooh, a battle! Ha! If the statues are falling, I knew it was a battle. So that'd be Melfheim. So it looks like it's gonna be Ragnarok. The story of Ragnarok. Battle of the Gods. Is that Odin? I just want to say <gasps> to the people listening at home, I am loving listening to Declan. This is great. Pardon? I thought I heard something. Okay, sorry guys, I may be drooling too much. Carry on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that an Isu temple? I'm only like a minute in. Oh my god! Like, why does Odin have a hidden blade? That's not right. But I don't care. I I, I don't care. It's the animals. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Pause. What did you see? I mean, I think I know what this will be, but tell me what you see. Oh my god! Is that? Are they finally doing it? Oh, they are. After Odin destroys one of the um, frost giants, there is a flash with 
used to write in. Yes. And we get a brief glimpse of Eightfall. Yes. So is Ava reliving a battle in real life and she's the battle is awakening some memories of the last battle of Odin? That's why she's seen the Easter writing because she's buried Odin's memory. But suddenly, this battle is having such a traumatic effect; it's bringing up Odin. <gasps> if it is, that'd be so cool. Ooh, looks like we might get some fantasy abilities, which I'd be pretty intrigued about, but. I wonder if this means they're going to add new pieces of Eden into the law. Oof. <gasps> Necromancer abilities. Oh, that's the world tree. Oh, well, that's a disappointing. Go on. I would assume Suta was going to be a metaphor, not a physical representation. Have uh, you I will... reached the end of the trailer? Nearly. I'm just like stopping, pausing a bit, so I got my, my mouth drooling. All right, carry on. Hmm. <laughs> that hmm, doesn't really make sense, but. Uh... It's a flash. Why does it look like Odin? I don't know. Maybe. 10th of March. <clears throat> okay. I may need to go and sell my soul. Understood. I, I want this DLC. I Literally, I have been climbing for mythology since AC 1 and 2. Like this. It, I will admit. It's right up your alley, I think, isn't it? It's right on my alley, and I'm a huge lover of the mythology. My only niggle with this DLC trailer is it does convey it really and really heavily into the mythology. You know, for some reason, Odin has a hidden blade, which I don't understand how that's going to work. I know probably gameplay mechanic. Hang on a minute. So if, I know you've probably got so much you want to say, but if we can, I want to ask questions where possible. So why shouldn't Odin have a hidden blade? Because technically the hidden blade he has, well, technically the hidden blade wouldn't have been invented till Darius. Okay. So him having a hidden blade makes no sense. I know from a memory animus gameplay glitch, it could work, <laughs> but I, I, here's I, what we don't nitpicky. know: Is this going to be Avor goes over to Valka's hut, drinks a new potion? And is she, if she's regressing and reliving memories, I assume that's how they're going to frame it. Then why can't she take the hit? Why can't she take the hidden blade? When we play, when we play the Asgard and Jotunheim arcs in the base game of Valhalla, we have the hidden blade available to us, don't we? Yeah. So it's continuing. It's it's consistent with that, even if perhaps there are other ways you could pick it apart. Um, we saw Avel glitching ever so slightly when she or when he she is struck by the arrow, um, which suggests to me that it's a simulation within the simulation. Like it wasn't a simulation; it's it's the regression of of locked up memories 
that we're seeing within the Animus simulation, the same as Asgard and Jotunheim. Is that how you interpreted it? Similar. I interpret to what we discussed in the sisterhood where a sage could have its memories triggered by a very painful event. So when at the very start of the game, Ava was bitten by a wolf, it remained it kicked off the sage because that's how Odin dies. He's killed by the wolf, which is why I'm angry that he fights Sutir. Because in mythology, it's Loke. Um, it's not Odin that fights Sutir. Odin fights Fenrir, which he should be fighting Fenrir. It makes sense from the Asgard arc, the Jotunheim arcs, for him to be fighting Fenrir, not Sutir. So that's a niggle. But yeah, um, when. I'm thinking how Sigurd was tortured and he lost his arm and then remembered he was Tyr. It could be that Eivor's in another battle and even though she doesn't realise it, as she's fighting, you know, and getting attacked, which... (laughs) Well, I'd have to work it right because you you get shot a lot of times in Valhalla and you don't see memories, so... There'll have to be a specific instance where she starts remembering memories, so maybe the battle is similar to the battle... So maybe, like, hypothetically, Ravensthorpe is under attack from an invading Viking force, which could be the ice from the north, and England Saxons, which could represent the heat, because England is warmer than Norway, and then that symbolises fire and ice, which could then remember Eivor as Odin, if that makes sense. It it doesn't, I suppose that. We won't know until we play it, but it's whether they go. Well, they've they've done this already, haven't they? With um, with Fate of Atlantis, you know, yeah. we, we don't know if Atlantis actually looked like that, and whether Poseidon, etc., looked like that, or was this Cassandra? Was she being presented with the images that would be familiar enough to her to not scare her through the staff? So you know, adapting what was truly the Isu world into the with sort of a, a Greek mythology overlay to make it seem familiar to her? Or were we seeing truly what Atlantis looked like and Poseidon looked like and all the rest of the characters? Um, so we don't know, do we, whether we are seeing the true Ragnarok as it would have been experienced 75,000 years ago, or are we seeing a version of it that that Eivor can understand because they're giving her that, that Norse myth overlay? Um, maybe it will never be clarified. Who knows? Um, what other parts popped out to you then? Um, the very Shadow of Mordor-esque ability with the um, ice arrow that just suddenly appeared out of thin air. You know, in Shadow of Mordor, the ranger, I can't remember his name, is imbued with an elf spirit. So when he shoots his arrow, he's like merging, he goes into like a, oh, I think it's corporeal form. So he's like half ghost, half human shooting the arrow understood so um it looks like it's going to incorporate fire and ice abilities now what really hooked me is he seems to be able to absorb abilities using a gauntlet so it must be a piece of eden and where it got good is when he was able to resurrect one of the melfheim soldiers makes sense because melfheim is the underworld so resurrection yeah makes sense so basically it's pure mythology goodness that will continue from Asgard and Jotunheim. I just have three glaring issues. Go for it. Issue number one. How do you convince people to buy it? Me, I'm sold. 
Now we don't do we don't do leaks on the show. Um, no. Now what I'm discussing is not a leak, but the price of the DLC has been published. Yeah. Um, have you seen that? Because I don't want to spoil anything for you. If you'd rather not know, I won't tell you. Forty dollars is it? Uh, basically, yes. Yeah. Um, that's a lot. That's well, actually, let, let, let me. That's that's probably not the right answer. If it's 30, 40, 50 hours of gameplay, is that a lot? I don't know. Of course, there's a separate discussion whether it's quality gameplay and a quality story. We don't know. Um, if it's like a 10 hour DLC like Siege of Paris, Wrath of the Druids, I would say that's a lot of money. Um, but if, if they're trying to make this almost like a standalone story, um, maybe that's not a lot. I, I'm personally am not convinced that I'll buy it. I have to say that right now. I'm I'm gonna withhold judgment. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that is a lot. What What are your thoughts initially if it does turn out to be forty dollars? If it turns out to be forty dollars, my hope is because it's only one DLC that it's a hefty. Because the next update, which I can't access my Xbox at the moment, is shrinking the file size. So it what is. if it's, yeah? What if it's like a forty gigabyte update, which is the size of a game, nearly? And that's what's going to sustain us all the way through year two. The content is so huge that it may be like a live service DLC that keeps updating for the rest of the year. So you may pay $40 and the first bit is like 15 hours. But in a month, you may get 15 more hours added on. Then another month, you may get that's 15 a very good more hours. So I think releasing March 10th, theoretically, no delays. That gives us what, March... April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. Nine months of no content. I really think they're going to stretch this out for nine months. Look at how big it looks. Mm. Mm. Like, There's nothing to stop them adding content to the base game either. You know, you know whether I'm, it's just more River Raids or whether it's entirely new game modes, that's an option. But yeah, do you know what? This, this expansion, it seems... I don't know whether calling it a DLC really does it justice, but this expansion may have its own game modes as well. Um, and, you've, and you've seen how they were able, and I'm going to say it's one of the best-looking maps in the game, to add Asgard and Jotunheim, each with their own big story and cinematic set pieces, especially the boss battle of Fenrir. Yeah. So it's, and we saw how big Ireland and Frankie it is. I really don't think it's outer realms are possible to then because if Asgard and Jotunheim are already in the game now and they're going to use their maps as well it's really cheap and simple to just blow the maps up big and combine them because you've got the maps in the game already so it's a good point it's a good point you know if you've got um, you've got all the assets ready why not why not We'll know more, I guess, as we get nearer to the release date. Is it literally a fixed standalone? Play the story, maybe some side content, and then you're done. Or yeah, does it become another platform for for extra game modes? Um, so that that was issue number one. Let let me ask you issue number two on your issue list. Uh, okay, this is very contradictory, and I don't know what the word hypocritical, but it looks too fantasy. But I like it. Yeah. Uh, can I just can I just ask you? Sorry to interrupt you. Hold you hold that thought for one second. Um, yeah. Just through the randomness of Twitter and Discord, how do you 
feel if uh, Nerdy Archer drops into our recording and joins us for a bit. Summon her. She's a great friend. Awesome. I shall just message her the Zencast link and we shall carry on with, with three voices instead of two. That's the way it goes when you're doing this kind of thing live and unplanned and you, you're in touch with nice people who you want to chat to. So this is great. Um, sorry, mate. So issue number two was, is it a bit, you worried it may be going a bit too much into the fantasy side? Yeah, but just because of the trailer now, I'm just, I've got the trailer back up and I'm just going to go back to where um, he gets shot of an arrow. We do have that beautiful, just mute it so I can talk to you, um, mm. cinematic fight, you know, where he suffers ice and he kills somebody. But you do get that lovely Isu letters, which still need to be decoded and probably will be, and Eivor. But that's it. That's the only Isu we get, you know. Is there going to be more Isu is what I'm mainly asking, you know. Is there going to be an Isu law to it? Or yeah. is it just going to be... Because yeah. having Asgard and Jotunheim was perfect. And then you got the truth video on top of it. Yep. It was just chef's kiss because <laughs> you would inundate with mythology, but then you got the truth that kind of showed this is the belief, the world that someone believes in. But hang on, this is what really happened. And that was just perfect. And the DLC needs to copy that. Mm. By rights, mm. the DLC needs, in my opinion to give us that huge fantasy element through someone's belief systems. Yes. But the heavy realism of Isu. You know, this gauntlet isn't fantasy, it's a piece of Eden. It mimics... Um, Declan, we, we interrupt this live broadcast because player She has been summoned! Has the game. <laughs> Louise, welcome. Louise, please, <laughs> come through. Please, come through mythology with me. I am literally... So uh, our original plan, Louise, and we, I don't mind admitting this to the listeners, we were going to do a live stream and, and sort of watch the trailers and, and react sort of visually, but uh, my technical skills failed me. I couldn't get That's everything fair. set up correctly. Yeah. So we figured ah, we'll just do a quick audio recording <laughs> and we'll do it that way. Yeah. yeah. I have. So uh, have you watched I've both watched... of the trailers, Louise? <laughs> yeah. Cool. So we can we can spoil away. <laughs> Spoiler away, spoiler away. So, uh, Declan, Declan has watched the, the Ragnarok mm-hmm. trailer because he'd been saving that for uh, this evening. Um, and he was just going through, he's excited, I think that's fair to say, but he was just going through his cool. concern list. That's where we're up to. So, uh, I'm, uh, I'm just, apparently there's a, a PlayStation blog out already, which is like year two, gods and crossovers. Um, apparently this is going to be... Um, We've based the design of the Dwarven Realm based on the Norse sagas to create a documented mythological fantasy. Documented is key word there, in my opinion. And it's going to be in Svartalfein, is indeed vast. So, oh, ooh, we create a strong scent allowing us to expand the story of Odin in the quest to save their beloved son, Baldir, but there's more to that. And one of our key objectives from the beginning is the design that was offering the players to continue to explore and investigate Provide them a playground where they can engage with the world very different from what they've joined in the main game so far and to experiment with all fresh new ingredients while into the gameplay. So, 40 quid could be a live service expansion that goes over the in, um, over the entire year. <laughs> you Wait, did you say um, Boulder? So, sorry, I just got distracted then. Oh. 
Yeah. Yeah. But it makes sense. Isn't Baldur um, Harry's yeah. son it's or something the one I read that's somewhere in, today or early yesterday? Um, all the animus fragments it, and all it, the stuff that you do as Layla or Basim that um, Loki killed. Oh. So that's got me thinking of whether or not um, yeah. oh, shit. Right, it's going to end up being something to do with the Isu human war. Like they start slotting that into it as well. Do you know what, Louise, I'm really glad you're here because I know almost nothing about Norse mythology. So it's it's great that you and Declan can actually talk about this with some authority, you know, grounded in uh, what the Norse truly believed. <laughs> I think uh, and it's thank you so much to Louise for this. So I'm glad to hear. Um I read oh, the Neil um, Gaiman's retelling, the one that I recommended like um, a year ago, wasn't book, it? Book. You know the book. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, so I've read that, and he, and this is where, like, I'm going to literally drop on the floor now and just drool of goodness. He claimed that Norse mythology, uh, Norse mythology is full of contradictions to the stories. Now listen to this. With the odds stacked against him and his son Balder, held captive by the Opner, Odin will have to travel to Svartalfheim to enlist the aid of the dwarves if he's to save the Nine Realms from all-out destruction. As Neil Gaiman claimed, all this mo- a lot of Norse mythology contradicts itself. Are they building a new tale in Norse mythology based on Isu? Because Baldur isn't captured by the Upna. He's, well, his mom asked every living creature to protect him from being killed, but she never talked to the mistletoe. So Loki gave a mistletoe dart to one of the, his blind brother, but I can't remember his name, who fr- Holder, who gave it to Holder, who threw it and killed Balder, and then Hell refused to give Balder's soul back unless everyone weeped for him, and it was Loki who didn't, which led to Loki's imprisonment, and then Ragnarok. I think I'm summing up. So, is it, does it sound in Louise, in your opinion, that they're creating their uh, own Norse myth inside I'm not Norse myth? Sure. Because it could be, like, obviously. Every retelling of myth is going to have some element of creative writing and originality with it. But there's also that concept of, you know, just using what you have. It's like, we can't exactly go back and ask the Norse about about their own myths. And obviously we're talking about a franchise that has like sci-fi elements in it and time travel, basically. And Cassandra is also a mortal. Let's not forget that. Oh yes, we will. We will. <laughs> oh, we, we shall come to Cassandra. I have many thoughts. No, it's that sort of transient thing with mythology that you just keep retelling tales, but they're all going to be slightly different. I'm quite excited to see it. Like I'm intrigued. I'm not as excited as the other announcement tonight, but I am still pretty like cautiously hopeful. Hmm, good summary. Yeah. So I think what kind of trails onto the final complaint I have with the trailer. Okay, yep, yep. It's a stupid one. Suitor. The big dude with the flaming sword. In my opinion, Suitor should have not been immortalized as an Isu. He should have stayed as an interpretation of 
the Toba catastrophe because he's you know a giant flaming god of a flaming sword well, that cleanses the atmosphere. Let me challenge you there a little bit. No, I would say that nothing we've seen on screen in that very brief two minute trailer suggests that he is what we're seeing on screen is literal. It could still be Avor's mushroom induced fever dream. Yes, she's reliving the Toba catastrophe, but with that yeah, layer of Norse filtering that, um, or Norse Rue, mythology creativity. Rue pointed out to me when we were discussing it. There's a point where a, um, Odin have you get shot, but it flickers mm. to Eivor for just a brief second, like she's feeling that pain. Yes, yeah. and we so see Isu language. <laughs> I'm really intrigued to see what that says. <laughs> I mean, no. access the animus. We are counting on you. <laughs> Ooh. Bring it. Ooh, new details. New de- is anyone up for some new details? Yes. Um. Okay. Assassin's Creed Valhalla's next major expansion, Dawn of Ragnarok, leads heavily into the Asgard fantasy that played vital part in the first year, aiming to provide over 35 hours of new content across a collection of Norse realms that are roughly one third the size of. England. That's and that's 30, just base 35 game, hours for I'm 40 assuming. quid? That's probably. Uh, yeah, but that's like the main story uh, of the DLC. No, that's for the DLC. It include like, the DLC. side quests. So the DLC's. Photo mode or going uh, yeah. to get collectibles. That's not bad. True, so. F- for 40 quid, I would have... Now I Now we're mind. talking, like we, we were saying just before you joined Louise about the likely cost or the leaked or rumoured cost, and did we think that was good value? And I said, if this was the size of Siege of Paris or, or Wrath of the Druids, no. But if there's a good story and there's, there's plenty to do, and I'll be honest, I'm a little more interested in yeah. quality I, of story rather than just quantity of stuff. Yeah, because that's um, been a very That's starting to sound more criticism, interesting. Particularly with Siege of Paris and Wrath of the Druids that the story just feels like it's rehashing this same thing and that Eivor isn't actually learning or progressing going forward. It's like kind of ignoring their own mm. and sort of mm. progression in a way. But I'll be intrigued to see if they do that again with, you know, this one or if they are actually going to be like, no, she's actually learned stuff, guys, I promise. I would like to see that. I would like to see her finish this. Let, let's call it a mushroom-induced indu- uh, fever dream. I would like to see her emerge from it with a level of wisdom or a new outlook on life or yeah. new direction. But let's see. Let's see. I kind of also wanted to come out with acceptance. Like, during mm. the main game, she doesn't really accept Odin. She doesn't really mm. accept that she's a sage. She... She even doubts it when Sigurd is going on about it. She doubts it in the fight with Basim. I would love her just to accept that, you know, um, the the part of like, oh, okay, you know what? The gods are real. And I want, and it sounds far-fetched, I know, but her to look at a statue of Odin for or anyone and reality to break down mentally. So she is used to seeing beliefs of this is Odin, this is false, it looks like. But it breaks down and she sees the truth. Like, hey, this is Isu. You know, she looks around and she can imagine the world 
the house you would imagine it through the eyes of someone who believes it's world from Midgard looks like this through Norse mythology, but it starts to fade into that Isu sci-fi look. So huts that she would have thought that um, Odin visited turns into mm. big glass buildings. You know what I mean? That sort of reality switches for her. She's gone from thinking that everything's a mythology, but it's not. Yeah. You also touched on something that I found kind of that makes sense. a concern as well, particularly concerning Odin. Because she rejected him, pretty much. It's. I'll be intrigued, or I'm slightly. I'll wait and see what they do with that. Like that idea of, um, like she has very vehemently said, like, no, I don't agree with you, and I don't agree with your ideals, even if that sort of contradicts like what a Viking lifestyle is probably going to be. But it's not Eivor. Right? So, what if, um, you know, it comes to it and, she, she, you know, what if she has to actually agree with him? Like, is she going to get agency in her decisions? Is it just, you know, it's, I don't want them to go back on and reverse, like, her character growth doing this. Like, I'm all for mythology, guys, but, like, I'm also very much able having her own decision and not just letting Odin win because it's more convenient for plot reasons that's true I think I thought I know James feeling left out here. <laughs> I'm not at all I, as always like when we're chatting Declan and or when we have guests on and there's more than two of us chatting I just like listening so you carry on I was just going to say that like one thing I noticed a ton is technically Odin and Eivor are not different. You know, every time you saw them in the cutscene, and it's why I like clicked on straight away, like, oh, that must be Eivor, uh, Eivor in Odin form. Odin is just saying stuff that Eivor's thinking herself. You know what I mean? It's not like in her mind when she sees him that Odin's there as a separate entity. It's like he's just voicing that part of her that is doubtful, you know, maybe things would be easier if I did this. So I know she regressed him in the end and I think that might be more of like not regressing the sage, but that side of you, you know, like if people have grief or trauma they can regress a certain emotion, you know, push me past it. So I kind of always assume that she's just pushing past who she yeah. is to be somebody else, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tricky one. So, should we react to the second <laughs> yes. one? Oh god, yes. Now, I so, believe, Declan, that you may have had a sneaky sneaky early view, is that right? Uh, yeah, the 1st of December, the Mentors Guild got sneak preview. Uh, it's just, you know, if you're listening to this, right, you know, I'm a massive Odyssey fan, and Declan... I totally respect you mm. because, hey, those NDAs are important. You never breathe the word, I promise you. Um, and uh, let, let me tell the story. So um, I was sitting at my desk. I was, I was still at work. I mean, the, the announcement was five o'clock UK time. So I'm here in my office. I've got a customer meeting. So I was getting ready for that. And I was thinking, what am I going to do? Fortunately, the customer meeting took about 10 minutes. It was over quickly. On my right here is is my uh, my sort of spare telly, and I had the YouTube app running on it. So I 
finished work, right. Ragnarok trailer. Okay, I'm going to give my reaction here to the Ragnarok trailer. Um, I'm going to be honest, not that bothered. Um, yeah, what can I say? Um, I don't know. It's, it's So far, it's not grabbing me, and I'll probably wait till nearer the time, maybe if we learn a bit more about the story, whether I play it or not. Be, being sort of a little bit facetious, and Horizon Forbidden West releases 10 days before this, I think, and, and I shall be kicking the arse out of that game for a long, long time. So do you know what, Declan, from a, a podcast research point of view, we may be leaning on you more heavily for a discussion about this this new expansion, because I should be uh, having some fun with uh, Aloy and, and various uh, machines um, in uh, in Horizon Forbidden West. So anyway, I watched the trailer and I thought, eh, all right, yeah whatever it, it's fine and do you remember we were speaking with andy um a couple of months ago and he asked us our opinions on the different game modes the expansions and the, the point i made to him back then is and I, it's a point that that returns to me now this is a valhalla it almost isn't a game it's a platform of its own right um there's a lot of content in valhalla not all of it needs to be for me and at the moment this doesn't feel like content for me and that's fine that's absolutely fine um so i watched the trailer thought great okay that's that done not that bothered um and then on the on the sort of youtube you know you get your recommended next video that on the end screen there was the there was something with with avon cassandra what the fuck so i flicked over to that (laughs) and uh what can i tell you um yeah i don't think i've ever been this excited about a, a story release or a game release. Um, I did tweet earlier, um, which was, uh, <laughs> I've never been so happy since Arno and Elise kissed yeah. in the balloon, um, which I think is a fair summary. You know, because I didn't have that that connection with Odyssey because I only played it probably, what, six months, five months after it was released. I had no knowledge of the story or the characters. I'd seen no trailers. I just went into the Odyssey cold, played it, fell in love with it. Cassandra's awesome. I'm a total Odyssey fanboy. It's fine. I don't mind admitting that. Um, but for this is for the, for me, this is the first time of seeing new content for Cassandra, and I'm just so happy to hear her voice again, to see um, Varnabas and um, Herodotus again. It's just fantastic. It's fantastic. And may I just also make a point? Yes, exactly. The this point is a trailer that up. has Cassandra and Avor. That was exactly not the point I was Alexios going to bring up. Like, and Havi. Oh, uh, Louise, take it away. You can pick your protagonist. And for the like the main trailer release, because it's slightly different for some of the press photos, but for the main trailer, they've done the creative decision to use the canonical characters, i.e., the women. I'm very much that Saoirse Ronan gif yes. from Little Women. Just, women! I'm so full of love right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait. And it's, it, it, I like mean, it's, it's the 13th time, of December. It's now 9.35. It's tomorrow. Oh, what so is it? 1pm Central European time it becomes available. There, There is a noon. I, I may be an hour out. Uh, so don't quite obviously people listening to this are going to do their own research and you know the episode will be out hopefully later tonight although it it may be a longer episode than we thought that's fine um 
So yeah, I mean, trust me, I should be finishing work as fast as possible, and I may have to get other people in the house here to cook and you know do other jobs while I get, get into Odyssey and uh, and get on with playing this and new story. I cannot wait. I am everyone, so happy. Crossover stories. So there's one coming for yes Odyssey, yes. which is going to be Cassandra. I think it's shortly after she gets her immortality. Or it looks very like it's around that time period of the, the main game. Particularly if, like, Herodotus and Barnabas are there. Yeah. It, it must be because they are... Yes. Do you know what would be interesting? And now we're heading into mega Odyssey nerd territory. So one of the, mm-hmm. lo- the, the very last, I think it was, last lost tale of Greece was a story for Herodotus. He went, he goes back to the island, which, damn it, right now I can't remember. Was it Chaos? Skira? Doesn't matter. There's an island out to the east of the map where we travel um, with Herodotus. We solve, I think it's a family argument between him and his brother. Jeez, my, my memory is rusty. Um, and it, when you complete that lost tale, if I recall correctly, Herodotus remains on the island and he's no longer with you. Now, again, we're heading into nerd territory. It doesn't matter if he should be on, on the address here with you and Varnabas or not. But I'll be interested to know, where does it slot in, Louise? Is there a, can we, I mean, again, this is for the, the AC wiki editors to figure out. Can we slot this story into mm-hmm. what we know about Cassandra's timeline? Has she, as you say, she's probably already got the staff. Um, she probably needs it to protect her from the, the abilities or the powers of the, whatever she's going after, which we don't quite know yet. Um, but yeah, I'd be interested to know where Herodotus' yeah. story fits into that um, uh, timeline. <laughs> Um, anyway, that was a little nerd note that I spotted. Um, well, Louise, what were your other sort of feelings and reactions about Oh, God, that I spent all trailer? day just screaming out this trailer, and now I can't voice any of it. <laughs> i tell you what, while you think, I'm just going to make a very quick comment on the point of uh, Cassandra and Eivor being in the trailer. So my, my eldest daughter um, has played, obviously, yeah. I think through three times. She loves it. Um, she played as Cassandra. Happy days. Hell yeah. And she watched the trailer and she got a bit emotional, which is great. And then she, yeah, and then she said, nothing against Lexios players, but I'm so glad it's Cassandra and Eivor. And I was like, yep. <laughs> that basically damn right was girl. me. Damn right. Um, so Louise, back to you. I was on a call with um, Rue at the time the trailer dropped or the time we got to see the trailer for the first time. And we were in tears. <laughs> like it was like 2am Australian time. We were both in tears. Um, yep. Like this means more than people think it means, and it was just quietly dropped on the internet. Like it wasn't like they showcased the Dawn of Ragnarok mm. DLC and then mm. put on the big holler below for the crossover stories. It was just like, oh yeah, and we did this thing that you're going to be way more excited about and is way more important. there's one of the dev team members that i follow on twitter who i'm going to try and look up while i speak and cover myself for 30 seconds while i quickly search for it she posted a link to the um to the trailer and just went surprise (laughs) and i was like oh my god (laughs) she must have had so much fun writing that simple tweet and then posting that out (laughs) i can't find it right now but if you listen to this you probably don't but if you listen to this you know who you are and that was a great tweet thank you so much that was everything haha bamboozled yep have something yep. that is way more exciting yep. and way more conversable. And yep. Oh dear. Like, let's be honest, it also got partially mm-hmm. spoiled, mm-hmm. but did anyone expect the other one? 
like everyone was sort of expecting that you know let's be honest no the courage no. medal for cassandra got spoiled at least a year ago the like the in the game files people found say again the character her model like a year ago so there's always something oh yeah but no, i don't think anyone expected yeah. an update for odyssey at the same time Yeah. No, not at all. I thought that game was done. <laughs> we should probably let Declan speak because he's had his hand up for about 20 minutes. Declan, mate. <laughs> oh, it's fine. I'm just finding it amusing that uh, nobody's picked up on one of the most amusing features R- of the Randy? trailer. The um, crossover trailer. Yes. Go ahead. Yep. Oh, yes. The whole oh, yes. meme for ages of, like, oh, it looks like Ramvit. And Ava, I remember. I actually, we got a link, uh, and Ubisoft has said I can talk about it because it's public, so I'm free. I like to ask permission. I was like, can I talk about it? <laughs> on the first, you know, we got little sneaky guys who's what we're working on, and when watching that, I think I died. Oh, this is epic. You know, I had minor issues with it at first, and I still do, Um, but... Overall, I thought this is like the best thing to happen. <laughs> like, this is the best crossover ever, and I really can't wait to buy Odyssey next year to play it. But I know I'll be oh, playing man. Valhalla one soon. But so that okay. So this is an interesting point. Now I'm going to assume, just from the point of view of chronology, because uh, Valnabas is still alive, so therefore, um, you know, this is yeah. taking place, as you said, Louise, very, perhaps very soon after she's got the staff. Maybe it's around 422 BCE when the canonical story in the novel ends or a few years later. It doesn't exactly matter, but it's taking place many years before Eivor is born. Has there been any notification from Ubisoft on whether you need, you should play these two stories in chronological order for them point. to make sense? Or it doesn't matter, just go play them, it's because... fine. Um... um... I think because I know there's information know, like, online to think... say about it. Not like game. Yeah, obviously. Yes, not. Uh, I think like, God, for it's God's sake, like, don't get yourselves in trouble. We'll just like, skip over that. <laughs> I think the best way I can put it, because of who Cassandra is and what she um, is to the franchise. I think she's flexible, as in you. there isn't an order, because technically if you've played Odyssey's campaign all the way through, which I can't wait to replay, <laughs> then playing Valhalla first makes sense. The only detail you won't understand unless they explain it in both of them is how she got the Hidden Blade. So that might it's be... It's also in the like, image of, the hidden blade. like the promo yes. image of the okay, two looking some... at each other. One thing I... Yes, yes. Yeah. She must have got it from uh, Darius, or maybe. But, I mean, mind you, sixteen, eight hundred, twelve hundred years has passed, it, hasn't it? So I'm sure she had a chance. Maybe she got it from Aya. I mean, so let's just like don't. The Darius style one. Yes, and she's got. Oh yes, good and point. she's got all of her fingers. That <laughs> 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 uh, was a bad time to be sipping my water. Oh my god! Yes, you're absolutely right. Um, so it will be pre Ezio. Uh, well, no, pre Altair Codex Hidden Blade, because, but unless you can chop off a finger and the staff grows it back, I don't know. But, ah, good point. 
there is a line. She probably found you. a shroud of Eden while she was doing her travels and just healed her finger that way, you know. I think I think you meant to play just looking off the trailer quickly, Valhalla first, because in the trailer, Ava goes to stab Cassandra in the face with a hidden blade, and at the same time it looks like she's holding Ava's hidden blade and Ava's holding Cassandra's hidden blade, and she does say, looks like there are some things to talk about. So I would say probably Valhalla first, because I think they're going to discuss why they're both I working disagree. for the... Um, hidden ones. I'm fi- mm, I'm a coherent fan of chronological order. Ooh. So I'm very much like. It makes me wonder whether or not yeah, huh? they're gonna have stuff referenced in Valhalla, but they won't explain it, and it will only make sense if you've played Odyssey first. But I'm I'm, I'm going to give you my totally non-law. Uh, educated answer. <laughs> I'm going to play Odyssey first because I need no excuse to go back to the world of Greece. It's just beautiful. And so even though Cassandra's character model might be more interesting and of course Avel versus Cassandra is going to be great, I'm going back to Greece first. Then I'll go to, to rainy, grim England or is it Scotland? Um, later. <laughs> that's, that's my non-professional answer. I think, I think the, there is two issues over this trailer that I would like to address if that's okay. Um, the first issue is who has Odyssey? Like, not to be a thing, but a lot of people don't buy these games chronologically. So there may be some people who don't have Odyssey who are going to look well, across the trailer and be like, yeah. Oh. Well, there'll, there'll, absolutely, there'll absolutely be people who are playing Valhalla as their first Assassin's Creed game because they they were they were brought into it by the whole like a Viking. They're playing it as a Viking raider game. And I want to be clear, I'm saying that yeah, non-judgmentally. You play this game, you role-play this game how you like. You know, the, the Assassin's yeah, Creed bit is, is, if, if that's um, what you're interested in, it's their very first game. They well, got into it because of, you know, the Greek mythology thing where ancient history students at university, they got in because of the history and the, and the mythology side of it rather yes. than it being an AC game. And I know there are people who played Valhalla for exactly the same reason that it's, you know, it's the mm. Vikings. It mm. is the Last Kingdom period, basically. Yeah, yeah. So what I would what I would um, say then, Declan, is yes, there'll be people who have played Valhalla. They own no other Assassin's Creed games. That's the reason why Ubisoft are making Odyssey available free to play this weekend so from the 17th to the 19th exact timings i don't know There's, there must be an article about it and about exact time zones but yes oh. odyssey will be free to play on all platforms from the 17th to the 19th um, this has generated a lot of chat on the odyssey subreddit i can tell you um, just as a side note i'm one of the moderators on the odyssey subreddit i spend a lot of time there <laughs> and uh, yeah a lot of people are just asking for clarification about do i need to reinstall the mm. game because odyssey is a 90 gigabyte roughly download and you know people don't have that much space especially console players we tend to have a bit more restricted storage that's a massive file a game to download if you've deleted it over the last year or two because you've moved on to other games there's no easy answer to that. If you want to play the story, you're going to have to download all of Odyssey. There is an Odyssey patch. Now, the patch does include a couple of fixes, which are interesting. It's not just new content. The fixes are minor, but I was surprised to see that they are still sort of fixing very minor things. They're adding one very minor thing about fast travel points as well. So, you know, there's, there's an awful lot going on in the world of Odyssey, which makes me happy. I think I'll just look at the day and 
I don't play console on the weekends because Friday I'm editing podcasts. There's no point putting the console on, give the TV to my partner. And I don't usually turn it back on to Mondays because the weekends is like iron and everything. So I miss Odyssey's free weekend. So yay. I won't be able to play play Odyssey's content till I can buy the game next year, which I may scrap so I can now save it from DLC. That's it's fine. not time limited. Um, my... So it's not like if you don't play it this weekend, you can't play it yes, at all. Or it's That's not the best thing. It disappears with the Yule Festival. And no, I think that's free. one of the best bonuses ever. It means people can always come so, back yeah. to it in the future. Yep. <laughs> so I think I'm just going to give my last complaint slight, slash issue. Mm-hmm. And it's one that dates back all the way since Odyssey's launch and one that Valhalla fix. Problem is, genuinely, Valhalla has the safest male slash female choice by making Ava 100% canical. Male is Harvey slash Odin. Odyssey doesn't have that, and we know no. that Cassandra is technically canical from the novel, and that's great. But the issue I have slightly is you can play odyssey's dlc because of how odyssey works as alexios but then you're playing valhalla's as cassandra and it just has that little issue where this male female choice system is not a very good idea in the long run like some people will really be playing the whole of odyssey as alexios but when they come to valhalla they have to play it as cassandra which is like well that's not my character my character was alexios and it just has that small issue of, you know, with these games, you should not be doing male choice. You should have just stuck with Cassandra as the 100% canical character. She is by the novel. There's no explanation why she can't have been for Odyssey, similar with Valhalla. So my just little niggle is that the whole choice is yeah, it's 2022 in three weeks. In sense, I think sense. it's time that yeah. we have a female lead in our own game without a choice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like <laughs> whoa there, Louise. Oh, whoa, steady, no, I, steady. I, I, like, <laughs> I want it. What I, I just, I just like to clarify. I am being sarcastic there. Louise is absolutely right. <laughs> what I expected from Odyssey's choice, and I know he's expecting too much, was two stories. I thought if you played Alexios, yes. you're going to get Demos's story. That would be yes. cool. If you played Cassandra, you got Odyssey's story. Similar to how, if you play, it would have yeah. been cool. And we oh, very yeah. briefly got that. If there's one of the quests when Layla is starting to experience the bleeding effect when she's bleeding into Alexios it's as Demos, it's cool. uh, memories, and it's flipping brilliant. Um, it is, it is, and she kind of unlocks a bit of. Well, she gets. I guess that's where she gets that that rage from that she then uses, unfortunately, to kill Victoria Bibo. But anyway, um, it's you are right. I mean, Odyssey. Hmm. That is the trickiest part of Odyssey, isn't it? Now, what we've learned is that <laughs> what, what the development team and the writing team wanted it's great and to what see, we though, got that now are getting two very different want. things. It's like um, they now we... they want Cassandra as the canonical character and it's yes. this is the first time that it's yes. happened and has made it to release. Yeah. 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 True. True. I will, I will admit, and I'm I really embarrassed to admit this, but... I played Odyssey as Lexios for two hours. Why should I you be embarrassed, it. mate? Don't be embarrassed. Oh, no. I'll, you, you'll laugh at this. 
And after two hours, I, I deleted the save file because Odyssey didn't feel right because I had Odyssey's novel. So I was reading the novel. Gotcha. And I was playing and reading the novel at the same time because I was trying to build the Odyssey game as I read the book. So it was like canical to the book, which, mm. which if you can do... I just I want to say, just it. a quick shout out. You did an episode about this a long time ago. Yeah. Where you talked through Odyssey's canonical story. And I really enjoyed that episode. Um, but that's I've never gone back and done a canonical playthrough. I've always got a hilarious. slightly non-canon this week ending, but that episode was great. This week I was supposed to come out that I'm having to completely mm. rewrite, just so we know what happens in these. <laughs> oh no, Louise. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so selfish of Ubisoft not to consider your, your, your podcast planning, really. To be honest, I think doing the canonical story for Cassandra was so good. Like, It felt weird at first, because, you know, plus Alexios, because... It was just um, so so used. To, I will admit, it was so used to you know Assassin's Creed being a male protagonist. But reading the book, I was like, well, it kind of doesn't feel right being Alexios when I'm reading Cassandra. So I was like, I've got to play Cassandra, and I loved it. I was like, this fitted so well. Why wasn't Cassandra the first actual mm. proper character? Mm. I played as Cassandra, and I'll, I'll tell you the reasons why I chose Cassandra again. Like, I didn't know. The history of the development of this game the the outside world didn't know the news from inside of ubisoft at that point um, and i picked cassandra for two reasons the first reason was um the male choice to me in ancient greece would be the obvious choice for a soldier because generally it was men that fought as hoplites although of course she's not a hoplite but whatever um and i thought play as the woman subvert expectations let's let's role play as the the out perhaps the outsider or the less likely protagonist but also um my kids used to watch me play and i wanted them i've got two daughters i wanted them to see a woman kicking some butt (laughs) in a video game so that was my reason for choosing and i've played i've played cassandra through maybe four or five i have done a playthrough of alexios where i just come i did a new game plus kind of sprinted through the story yeah it's fine so it's like vicariously okay yeah but like I picked Cassandra for one ah, that, counts. that woman's arms. <laughs> <laughs> they are pretty strong. Bonk. Now, before this podcast becomes a very much an after dark episode, let's. Uh... <laughs> I think for me, I only picked. Um, yeah, I only picked Cassandra in the end because I wanted to follow the book. I was like, I think I got. I was. I said to my partner, because I pre-ordered Odyssey, I said to her, and she knew she doesn't like uh, Assassin's Creed as I do, and I was like, I'm so pissed off. She was like, why? I was like, I have to buy a stupid book to make this game canonical. I was like, mm-hmm. I just want to play the game and enjoy it. She was like, mm-hmm. it's for character picking. I was like, I'll pick Alexios, just because, see what it's like. And then an hour in, I was like, well, you know, I've just read about Cassandra meeting Cyclops. This doesn't it, feel it, right. <laughs> Let's start is again. Is it really weird that I'm kind of glad um, that you felt like that? Hear me out, though. Like, in the way that so many people would have had that, read the book and got angry. It's like, why isn't this Alexios? Rather than why I'm glad to see that it is Cassandra who's canonical and it's made me rethink my choice versus, oh no, what's the point in adding a woman in if the correct canonical person is a dude. Yeah. I never looked at it. I just kind of... I think I'm just one of these people, and it's not like I'm trying to be a dickish. I don't actually have a preference, unless it's an MMO where you create your own character, because I like to 
players like build it off me, but in games I don't have a preference to what I want the character to do. So if you're gonna give me a character that's a female lead, I'm not gonna be like oh, Yeah. Oh, it's, I'm like, yeah, right, it's like cool, Syndicate. Let's get the story I'm going. fine with let's have some twins. fun. So like I think a yeah. full Lydia game would be cool, but like having mm. both of the twins was a great mm. <laughs> oh don't i've just played that i've played that sequence for the first time as you know just a few days ago and it's just ah, oh, the world war one sequence i want more is there more what's that sound no it's more. louise quote for god's sakes word i want more anyway different that's do you know what declan <laughs> yeah oh all right all right declan i think we could do with an episode of the yes. three of us getting back together in the new year to talk about lydia fry i would very much like to do that episode oh um, See, we'll, is, we'll put it on the planning spreadsheet. This is the whole problem that me and my, me and my girlfriend have been discussing the past week. We have such limited resources, and I can only afford one thing at a time. And I'm trying to like save up for Elden Ring because it's the next big game that I've got my eyes on. But I'm sad that like I need the Ezio collection because I've not played it since Ezio games last came out. I need Syndicate because I haven't played Syndicate since it last came out. <laughs> I'm like, this show in 2020 is going to get so hard because I've got so many games I need to replay <laughs> but can't. Like, I don't even have the time to replay all this. <laughs> I, need that, to replay. I mean, that is that is the thing. Like, I, I have, I've been working on a little plan between now and the release of Forbidden West, which is last week of February. doesn't matter. Something like that. Um, I, I want I want to replay Syndicate because I played it a year and a half ago and I've forgotten details and I want to record the story for my own sort of little project um, and try and get for hundred I hundred percented Unity and I feel like it'd be quite nice yeah. to hundred percent both of those initiate duology games, um, which is quite a big task because damn Unity's map was was big and had a lot of things to do but Syndicates might be even bigger anyway, um, so I was going to do that my my daughter is begging me to play um jedi fallen order she finished it a few weeks ago so I, i've told her i will promise i will play the main story of that and i'm just running oh, out God, of time between now and, and forbidden west to fit in all the games i want to play um but i also kind of we, as soon as the odyssey trade or the you know the what do they call it the crossover story trailer i was thinking shit i could start a new game of odyssey odyssey's great i love odyssey i could go straight back into yeah. the world of greece and do that as like a warm-up but there's just not enough time <laughs> It's just a shame. It's anyway, like it's, I know it's a first world problem. Not enough time to you'd, play video games. You'd think but, being um, a student that had all Yeah, I feel your time, pain. I have no Say again, Louise, sorry. Who is also doing competition? I'm sure you're a very diligent and, and hardworking and student. Exactly at the same time. You know. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And various oh, costume manufacturing and writing a, and all the all your other side projects. Today. It was such a Monday problem. <laughs> I wish I could sympathize. I sympathize. I just don't understand anything about clothes. <laughs> the sleeve was fine. It was the cuff that was the Sleeves problem. are tricky, though, apparently. I have heard that. It no longer ended up as a sleeve because it had no, ah, okay. like okay. armhole. I did. <laughs> did you sew the end up? Brilliant. Uh, you know, stitches yeah. can be unpicked. I've seen it. You know, Sorry, I do frame that problem. really bad. <laughs> um, 
No, it's fine. It's fine. I, I, hey, we like a chat. Um, what do we do? So we, we've spoken yeah. about the Dawn of Ragnarok. Would you call it a teaser trailer? It kind of is really, isn't it? We don't know the story. We don't know the framing of how we're going to end up in this mythical realm. Um, we've seen a few little glimpses. I can't wait to see the translation of the Isu text. Declan and Louise, do you have anything else you want to kind of say about Dawn of Ragnarok? Does anybody <laughs> want my soul? So I can get the DLC. <laughs> you could always That's sell a kidney. You've got two kidneys, mate. You can live on one. You know, just sell a kidney. Sell a kidney. I'm already threatening to sell a kidney so I can buy Elden Ring and <laughs> the new Marvel's Midnight Sun game and another year of Game Pass, which I'm getting at Christmas off my mother-in-law so I can play Stardew Valley. Would you get Odyssey and... as part of the Game Pass? No. None of these last ah, okay. are on there, sadly. So, yeah, at the moment, my kidney is being sold for... A lot of things. And yeah, eventually tricky, I want to sell my kidney so I can buy all Assassin's Creed games on my Xbox. So I'm probably going to have to find someone who's willing to buy, uh, I'm size 11, <laughs> so I can sell my foot. I don't need two. So, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be nothing left of you, mate. <laughs> um, my right eye is weaker than my left. So you can have my right eye. Oh dear. No. Left yes, I guess you'll sort of be mirroring Javi then, you know? Exactly. I want. Oh, left eye. Yeah. I want to cosplay as a uh, opposite Javi. So if you've got spare cash lying around, you can have my right eye. All right. All right. What about you, Louise? Final thoughts on Dawn of Ragnarok? Yeah. (laughs) Very similar to mine. Then it sounds like. I like how I like how everyone is like "Eh, me. Declan's like, "Hey, give me now! Literally, take my soul. I will have it." But. That's where the balance comes from, mate. You're I'm dead excited. Like, Me and Louise I'm are just kind more of excited eh. for like we'll see. the lore reveals. I think I'm just... I'm just if anything comes up for like the Isu and stuff, it's like okay, maybe mm. I'll be interested. Mm. Yeah, Isu is what I'm really hoping for because you know there has to be Isu connection. But do I get to punch a flaming god in the face? As an assassin, I'm not going to complain. Do I get to like, hidden blades and yotanins? I'm not going to complain. I want some Isu lore, but I just don't want... We was taught the next games give us more interest in assassins versus Templar stories instead of mythology. I do love it, and this trilogy has been one of the best of the franchise, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But I do want to get back to some you know, nitty-gritty, hide in the shadows, kill some Templars, and even... A game where the Templars don't actually lose, and it's assassins that lose. Ooh. Oh, that's for next year. I'm discussing that more next year, but yeah, I'm happy for another mythology game DLC, and I'll play it like hell, but mm. Mm. just hope this is the end of it for the moment, because I do want to go back to Nitty Great, Hide in the Shadows, Assassins vs. Templars, because I'm flexible. If it has AC, I'm playing it. Very good, mate. Very good. All right. So are we getting back together next week to do like a Cassandra story breakdown? I mean, I know Declan, you won't have played it, which is very sad. Um, but Louise and I will have. I could go and join Louise for her her show. Actually, we could do like a Cassandra. Just two hours. I'm of kidding, mate. I'm kidding. I wouldn't do Just that. Too. Just... <laughs> yeah, look how beautiful she is. <laughs> Works for me. I'm I'm if my little console can update because I've got no batteries left, so I'm gonna have to wait till Wednesday to get batteries for my Xbox. Seriously, oh, whoever thought keeping AAA batteries in a controller was not smart? 
can you not charge up your controller? My, my nope. PS5, you plug the controller in with a USB cable and it charges up. No, because Big Leaks went, hey, it's 2021, we're going to give you a console that's super powerful, but you need two no cells to buy no batteries to make your controller work. Damn. That is my Xbox Series S for people. We it's have. A shame. You can buy wired controllers, you can buy 20 pound rechargeable batteries that go into it, yeah. which makes it a rechargeable controller, but I don't have 20 quid lying around, so I'm resorting mm. to power on batteries. Louise, your PS4, right? Yeah, pretty much so the same. So for you, is yeah, it the same as me? You plug in the controller, controller to charge up? Or it's wireless, is you it, just charge yeah. it, plug it in. Gotcha. Gotcha. Ah, the magic life. I think, though, I would love to get together after New Year to talk about the uh, crossover in Valhalla, because that one's going to be... That one's going to be most intrigued, you know. You'll be able to play that one tomorrow. I'm going to say Thursday, because one, I'm probably going to have to delete my entire hard drive it's, just to download it. It's uninstalling the, the entire game it's to huge, isn't make it, it's it more compact, basically. Which terrifies me, because I know yeah. that some mentors yeah. have already had issues with downloading the update, where their items have disappeared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Oh, like no. like items in your inventory? No, you in, in-game items. Uh, sorry, like not in your PlayStation or, or Xbox entry of games, but in... Oh, shit. Oh, no. <sighs> okay. I don't even have time to update it tomorrow because my kids are at home. I'm going to have to... I'm crying inside, people. So, yes, I will be playing eventually tomorrow with my story. <laughs> when Declan's real life gets around it, I will be playing it eventually, I promise. And we can talk about it. Awesome, mate. Looking forward to it. But this week we got over exciting episode I to know. talk about. It's been a hell of an evening, I'll tell you. I've never been so I excited. <laughs> I've, I've picked up my jaw, my girlfriend's going to wake up, and thank goodness he's going to not talk about it anymore. And I'm just relieved that after 12 days, I can finally say, yeah, crossovers is a thing. I've known about yeah, it for 12 I days for and told because it wasn't nobody. Straight away and that, 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 is that wasn't the reveal that was happening I, today. So I sat there like... I really want to tell this one friend who's like I know will be super excited, but I can't. And then we saw the trailer, and it was like, "Yo, this is the thing! This is a thing! Go watch the thing!" Mm. Mm. To be honest, when I got to do the uh, sneak preview, um, I I had to pick the ten o'clock slot because that's the only time I'm kind of alive. And my girlfriend was like sitting there, I was like. Just gonna like go sit in the corner so you can't see my laptop screen because you know NDA stuff and just I like hid in a corner with a like laptop hunched over so she couldn't see the screen so I'm not breaking NDAs. <laughs> what you didn't see was the FBI looking in through your window with a long lens. But hey, mate, too late now. Too late. It's alright. I've got I've got blinds and curtains. Ah, good man. Good so man. So I'm there, and she she went upstairs as it just the event started. So I relaxed, and she's like, "How did it go? What did they reveal?" I'm like, "It went fine." They didn't reveal anything. I was disappointed. I'm oh. going to bed. Oh, you were so excited for this meeting. I was, yes, but they didn't reveal anything. I'm disappointed. Well, maybe next time. Hopefully. But I think they may be revealing something next week. But I'll let you know. Oh, we'll keep you informed and kind of intrigued what's going on. I will. 
I won't, but I will. <laughs> so she's like lived there for the past pretense of 12 days thinking nothing's happening until smiling. Oh, I was like, there's a reveal today. I need to watch it. She's like, you told me that nothing happened two weeks ago. I was like, I may have lied. NDA, I lied. See, you know, Declan, you shouldn't have told me this because now I can apply some kind of false positive or false negative logic. If I start to quiz you and you play it really cool, like there's like nothing interesting going on. James, I will I know that there is something interesting going Andrew on. Andrew talking on Twitter, being like, it's very sus that you was after doing a free weekend and I sat there like, shit. <laughs> I want to say oh something so God. badly. The number of people, the number of, no. But you know what was funny? I was, I mean, yes, I get my my really dry sense of humour doesn't work in text, right? You know, on, on a tweet or in, in Discord or whatever. And I was, there's been enough leaks that I thought I was being very obvious. But the number of people who took it like very seriously, well, have you not seen the leaks? Yes, I have seen the leaks. And that's why I'm putting out my silly little throwaway comment. Don't worry, so, I got yeah, the tone of yeah. the thing. I just anyway, had like, I fun. can't. <laughs> I feel like that's just a British Thank you very thing. much. Thank you. But I just sort of sat there and watched this entire discussion happen and sat there like, yes. yes. if I say anything, I'll give the game away. <laughs> For God's sakes. It's a legal do not document. say anything. Do sued. not ever break your NDAs because uh, you get into trouble. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Ooh. Don't get sued, for God's sakes. Um, Anything else you uh, don't want to tell us, Declan, whilst Control we're recording? Plus. Can you tell me how to zoom in on Google? Oh, wait, found it. Control plus to zoom in. <laughs> I think I've just found something interesting. Oh. I have or not found something well, the interesting. Out, so. and now, is this under NDA or not? Because we need to be super careful here. Uh, no, this is no. This is me zooming in. Um, two hundred twenty-five percent on the key art for the crossover. Okay, it looks like the pattern of Avor's hidden blade is Someone just similar mentioned that to the Byzantine <laughs> hidden blade from Revelations. Funnily enough, yes, yes. Oh, I was, uh, I was our friend uh, Malakas just mentioned that. Says, does this look a little bit Byzantium it's... to you? So. I'll be honest, I don't know what the yeah, Byzantine blade uh, looks like, but hey, this sounds bloody interesting. Blade. Well, she doesn't blade. have a hook blade, but this is it the hook blade that she's uh, actually look quite similar? The, the, bra- the <gasps> bracer. That's why I've been zooming in. I've been staring at past 10 minutes thinking some of the swirls were Greek, so I was like, to be fair, that would make sense with like, like, the whole Holy Roman the Empire thing. Let me, let They're me... not the Holy Roman Empire at this, on this side of the divide. But the fact that like the Greco Romans influenced a bit and then it split. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. And then it was like the pre the thing that was there before the Ottoman Empire, basically. Ah. Like Barbarossa and stuff. Yes. The the Eastern yeah. Roman Empire was effectively a Greekified. Yes. So you'd expect the sort of same Roman iconography a Empire, little bit. Wasn't it? So you the would same expect... artistic influences. Yes, that makes sense. Why does Avos Hidden Blade have a B on it? B? Yeah. Oh. Uh, in, oh, I see what you mean. Actually, on the blade. Well, I mean, we've got to love the bees, mate. The bees need our help. Yeah. But, but uh, the funny thing that's is, quite what you're, you're uh, pointing out, is it? When you look at the key art for Avos Hidden Blade on the actual internet, it doesn't look like she has a, a B on it. 
I've got some very high-res pictures of her, of, of Eivor's extended hidden blade. I'm going to go and have a quick look at them now. Oh, yeah, oh, she does oh, not Obviously, as, as a, as a podcast, which is an audio medium, in us North looking at on-screen pictures like is, is not great. Go on. The bees are also associated with wisdom. So like that whole thing of like going to tell the bees life events. It appears in the Norse Eddas and is often connected with mm. Yggdrasil. Ooh. Well, there's mystery solved. <laughs> and I, I can tell you that base game Eivor, her hidden blade, even when fully extended, you do Ooh. not have that B oh, engraving that. on it. But it could just be a bit of artistic license. Or maybe she yeah. engraved it after completing yeah, certain Yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's just a simple character growth. It'll be interesting to see if it's there in the actual thing. And if there's a reason mm. for it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she just relaxed, honey. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so maybe. But I think that's maybe all we have time for tonight. I, I think to you're right. ASAP. <laughs> and I need to edit this to be out tonight. Mm. Yeah. It's gonna be out. It's gonna be out in the next ten minutes. Really? Do you think you can get this edited and uploaded or, or published Challenge in run. ten minutes? Why not? All right, mate. Well, listen. <laughs> you make the audio available. I should do the video version. I don't go to bed until midnight anyway, so uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. I may go and play some Odyssey just to you know warm up the old uh, Odyssey muscles. <laughs> ready I'm for go tomorrow. Back to playing Hades because that's all I've played for two weeks. <laughs> Oh, I watched a bit of the stream yesterday, or today, uh, of the stream that you did a couple of days ago, Louise. That game looks looks great. And can I just say, if anyone um, does watch um, Save Ancient Studies Alliance on Twitch, where Louise was a guest, <laughs> I'm uh, Louise has the now. best headphones they, I've ever seen. They are the Raisin... Do you want to describe them, Louise? Um, oh, happy days. Cat ear headphones. The ears light up. And that you can Tell us also about the ears. download what do the ears software do? with the headphones, which means they yes. light up different colours. <laughs> and they're custom. <gasps> yeah. You can change awesome, what colours. They're the like, best headphones I've ever seen. They're fantastic. Change as well. So it's not just um, red, green, blue. So you could have like yellow ears with the pink. I am just lazy and just prefer the white. That is yeah, they are my streaming headphones. Love it, mate. They are my podcasting Love it. headphones. And apparently very lucky. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Declan, do your epic closing the show speech, my friend. So, yeah, thanks to everyone joining this very unusually active episode. It wasn't on the cards. We do have a unique episode this week planned with blank. <laughs> where we talk about blank, which I'll probably reveal tomorrow <laughs> on Twitter, which is at AC Let's Talk, or you can follow James at James Liquid. Follow Louise as well, because this is not a normal podcast, so let's give a shout-out to Louise at The Nerdy Archer, which um, she also runs the Rookery Archive podcast, so I'm just going to plug it in, because <laughs> this is not a normal podcast episode. But... I actually really want to know everyone's reactions to this trailer, so please email me at assassinsqueerdlesstalkatgmail.com and reach out to Twitter. And we'll see you all Saturday in precisely four days. <laughs> see you all very wow. soon. 
There's a lot of editing and want. Oh, right. yeah. Good luck, mate. <laughs> I've had two coffees today. I'm ready to go. Yes. <laughs> so, thank you, Zal. I'll see you all next week. Bye, Saturday. <laughs>